welcome to the Fully Free Podcast with your host, Taylor Lee. This is the podcast to get real about what it takes to become the wealthiest and happiest version of you. After creating my first seven-figure year, 12 months after having my first baby, I am on a mission to show as many women as possible how they can create tons of money in their online business with the most ease and joy possible. I'm here to inspire you and guide you with weekly episodes on money, marketing, life, and all things online business. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Fully Free Podcast. I'm so excited for this one because we really, really need to be talking about this if you want to be making more sales. And I know that you want to be making more sales because it is the new year and probably on every single one of your goal list, New Year's resolutions, whatever you want to call it, is probably making more money in your business this year. So when I ask myself, what really matters if I want to be making more money or if a client comes to me and wants to be making more money, which is all of them, (laughs) it's this, it's you need to be owning it. Now I'm going to break this down. It's actually going to be really, really helpful, especially for your content and your sales. But let me just say this. It is so easy when we're at the end of December or the very beginning of January, I'm actually recording this right at the tail end of December. It's so easy in this time to like write out your goals and your plans and your offers. And you know, you're feeling so good and like everything's going to go your way. And then probably as you're listening to this a few weeks into the year, if you've started to put stuff out there and you've started to take action on these goals, you realize it is so easy to lose the momentum around them because we start wavering. We start wavering, we start doubting, we start questioning, and all of this equates to you not owning it, right? So I love teaching on the energetics and I get excited to mention the word unwavering because you know unwavering is one of my programs but it's one of the key energetic principles to growing your business like you have to start being more unwavering more often if you want to be making more money this is the energetics of it though right now the reason that's so important is because wherever your energy is or your mindset whatever you want to call it it's kind of one and the same There's a lot that goes under that umbrella, but it's all kind of one and the same, right? But wherever your energy and your mindset is, is going to affect the action you take, the way you show up. And so specifically today, we're talking about owning it. And I have broken down owning it into three categories right now. And I'm really talking about owning it online, owning it in your content, owning it in your sales pitches. So when you're doing Instagram stories, when you're writing posts, emails, maybe recording your own podcast, maybe being interviewed on a podcast, you've got to own it. So here's what I mean. Now, again, if you're going to take notes, (laughs) um, there are three pieces to this today. Number one, you need to be owning you. You need to be owning your story and you need to be owning your results. This is a huge 
thing that I see constantly when, when clients come to me is this feeling, and this is the energetic side of it, the feeling, the energy, the mindset issue is not good enough. Comparison, okay? The way it shows up in our content is vagueness around our results, our accomplishments, vagueness with our story, not putting those specifics in, right? If you're if you teach people how to make money and you're not owning how much money you make, I'm just going to be honest with you, it's going to be harder to make sales. Right? If you help people with health, but you're so afraid that you're not enough, right? Like your health story isn't good enough, big enough, your weight loss wasn't, you know, big enough or you, the number's not big enough or, you know, you didn't struggle with X, Y, Z. So people aren't going to want to hire you. You start being vague because for some reason in your story, people won't see you as good enough. You're not far along on your journey. Not good enough. But we try to kind of beat around the bush around it. And none of us would go around lying. So we just get vague. We hide through vagueness. That's the strategic issue. It all stems from the energetic issue of not enoughness, comparison, things like that. So what does this look like in action? Now, you can do the mindset work. You can do the energetic work. That's probably a whole nother podcast. Maybe it will be. We'll write that idea down. But here's the thing that I believe. With Now, let me caveat really quick. You need to be doing mindset work. If you never, ever, ever check in with your mindset. Now, you may be a big fan of journaling. You may not be. But the reason journaling is effective is because it's you checking in, you going inward, you just getting your thoughts out of your head. So you could pinpoint, I'm not feeling good enough. I'm feeling like people aren't going to think my story is big enough, shiny enough. I feel like the amount I make is not going to be impressive enough to who I want to work with. I feel like my journey isn't as cool as her journey. Like you'll be able to get all this out of your head and you'll be able to pinpoint, oh, when's the first time that I don't feel, I didn't feel good enough. Where is this stemming from? Why is this such a big deal to me? Right now, If you're not doing any of that work, you should be doing that work. However, that work is not going to make you never not feel good enough, right? Odds are you are still going to be afraid to be seen and afraid to shine and afraid to put yourself fully out there. You know, another thing too, with not really owning your results and owning your story that I want to add in here is being too much, too big. And I see this, especially in my masterminds that I run, it's a really, really cool space because it's this duality of there's always going to be in the group, there's always going to be women in the group who are feeling not enough. And then there's also always going to be women in the group who are feeling too much and who those women are actually shifts. So it's like, Today, there might be someone in there who's feeling too big. I'm going to I'm going to intimidate all of these people. I'm going to take up too much space. I'm going to my voice note's going to be too long in the boxer. My my celebration is going to hurt others. It's going to make them feel less than. And then 2 weeks later, they could be the one feeling not enough. My results have started slipping. I'm not making as much as I was. I'm I don't have enough to say. I don't have enough to to give. I like you know, and it's the same thing in the online space. You probably, 
have, and you definitely will navigate both feelings of, well, why would I share that it's too small? Why would I share that it's not going to resonate, right? It's not enough. It's not as shiny as hers. And then you also have moments where it's like, but if I share this, I mean, I've, I've felt that everybody will feel this eventually. It's like, if I share this, I might make people feel small. I might make people feel less than. And the reason we're so afraid of that is because we've felt that, right? So here's what you do. Again, do the mindset work, do the energetic work. However, I don't think that fixes everything. I think that's a great starting point. And then I think there's this, this level of commitment to doing the damn thing anyway that will actually get you true results. You can sit in your journal all day. You can sit in meditation all day. I think those are amazing tools, right? You can go to healers. You can do all this work. But then you've got to suck it up and do it. So how do you do this? Well, I would I would tune in. I would get my journal out and I would write out all the things I haven't been sharing out of either not enoughness or too muchness. I would go share them. I would out myself. I would send my email list and I'd write a post about these things and I'd put it out there. And actually, you guys, like this has been huge for me in the very beginning of my business when I had never even signed a coaching client yet, but I had my service-based business. So I was, I was in business, but I was transitioning my business and it wasn't really working very well. I realized I wasn't owning it because I wasn't making that much money, obviously, And all of my client testimonials from my service-based business, all the really good ones, I was in non-disclosures for. So I couldn't put those out there. One day I wrote an email and I just owned it. And I outed myself to my entire list about how much I had been like, you know, downplaying how great I am at what I do. And I wrote about the things I have helped clients accomplish. I kept it all anonymous. I didn't hint at any at who these clients were. I didn't, I didn't break any non-disclosures, but I shared like, look, this is what I do. <laughs> this is the work I provide for clients right now. This is the results that they see. And now I'm offering this in a coaching container. And I got my first client shortly after that. And, and then I started having $8,000 months in my coaching business, my first six-figure year turned into a seven-figure business, it all started with owning my results. And I see so much talk online about how annoying it is when people, all they do is talk about money and blah, 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 blah. But the fact of the matter is, is I help people make money. So I'm going to put out there my own financial wins and my clients' financial wins. And I'm going to talk a lot about money because that's what I do. So whatever you do, you need to talk a lot about and you need to own it. And I've, I've had times where I've not wanted to own it because my income had dipped and everyone's going to now know, or because I wasn't making any money in that business or lots of reasons. And I've also had times where I've been like, I can't share this. It's too big. It's too much. It's going to, it's going to hurt people. It's going to make people feel small. Share it anyway, because you're right. People are going to get it and they're going to love it and they're going to want it and they're going to hire you a lot more than if you're hiding behind vagueness. In this industry right now, I think there's room for all of us, but I do believe that there's way too much competition for people to be hiding behind vagueness and hiding behind not enoughness and hiding behind too muchness as well. So own it. 
Number two, you need to be owning, and I was trying to think of how to really put this, so I'm just gonna go for it, but you need to be owning your work, your way. You need to be owning the way that you work with your clients. This is also like, you need to be owning the things that you believe, right? Now, I already know that just me saying that is going to get a lot of people in their heads. And I want to invite you to not get into your head about this because all that's going to do is slow you down even more. That's not what I want. I want this to accelerate you. I want this to help you build massive momentum. So if you already notice yourself getting in your head like, oh, I don't have my own way. There's so many people who who do it better or who do it um, the same way even or... I don't have my own signature unique process. Nobody does. (laughs) And everybody does at the same time. You know, in the coaching world especially, it's like, is anything unique? But then also, isn't everything unique? Because on one hand, I've had so many coaches, I can't even tell you how many coaches I've had. Over a dozen. Like high-end, five-figure, multi-five-figure coaches that I've paid, I've paid them that much. I've had a shit ton of coaches and I've learned a lot from all of them. And some of them have taught me how I don't want to do things. Some of them have been really, really aligned and taught me how I want to do things. I don't think that my, actually, I know for a fact, the way I do business is not exactly like any of them, but nearly everything in my business stems from one of, at least one of them. And by that, I mean, you know, there's a coach that taught me how to talk about my offer. And there's pieces of that that I still use to this day when creating offers and writing pitches and, and talking about my offer. There's a few coaches I've learned about webinars and, and content events and things like that that I teach my clients and I use. <laughs> But then I've tweaked a little pieces, but then there's definitely exact parts that are exactly from who I've learned from. And then there's also, when you have really high level support, there's also, you know, the version of yourself that you become. And I do really believe that you will, even through the relationship, like they might tell you some advice and it may or may not be the way that they do things. It might not be the way they do it at all but it'll be exactly what you needed to hear because that's what you committed to as a container where you get exactly what you need. And so there's also things where it's like, I don't know where that came from, but I do know it came through in this container. So here's my point is, again, it's an energetic issue of feeling not enough, honestly. I don't have my own process. My process isn't unique enough. Well, I learned from this coach and that coach, and so I I can't own that as my own. I'm not telling you to repackage people's stuff because it's not going to work. But what I am saying is embody the things that you've learned. Take what resonates. Tweak what mostly resonates. Toss what doesn't. Hire a new coach when you feel complete. Continue with the coach you have when you don't, and you're still getting massive, massive value in that container. And embody and integrate all the things that you're learning. Start to see results. Add your own spin. Don't don't try to fix what's not broken. And you do have your own process. 
So the way you can discover your process is just through, and this is what I do, it's nothing fancy. My process, I don't even, on one hand, I don't have a process, but on the other hand, I obviously do because there is a way I do things. And a lot of my clients do it similarly, but of course they have their own spin as they should. And sometimes their own spin comes through me. Sometimes it doesn't. But I just ask myself, okay, my result so far is building a million dollar business. What are the top handful of things that had to happen for that to happen? And they become steps. Steps or pillars, whatever. You know, sometimes they'll go in a certain order. Sometimes they don't, right? My clients usually don't need all of the pillars. They only need one or two because my clients are freaking geniuses who already have successful businesses and we're just fine-tuning to get into seven-figure alignment. Um, But... That's how I discover it. The other thing I'll ask myself, which is a whole different question with a whole different answer is, how do I work with my clients? And you would do this for each program, right? So the way I work with clients privately versus versus mastermind is different. So I'll look at that and I look at how do I, like, how do I work with my clients? How do I coach them? Like, what do I do that's coaching? What do I do that's consulting? What do I do that's mentoring, Right. Because I do mostly mentoring, which to me means that I mostly teach from experience. But I also think I do, I don't want, I I do it all, but like, I would say the other 30% is this 50-50 mix of coaching and consulting where it's asking the right questions and giving my clients options and intuitively guiding them to the one that I feel is probably the best for them because I do prioritize really getting to know my clients. Is that the best way to coach clients? No. Is it my way? Yeah. Is it the best way for my clients? Yes. So how do I discover that? I just think about my clients. How do I coach them when we get on that call, right? My clients, we get on a call and it's like, hey, hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Okay, what's up? What's going on? And then all of a sudden we go through this whole wheel of emotions of celebrating and squealing and crying and then leaving the call with a full-blown game plan. It's crazy. So I just look at what do I do to facilitate that? Not what should I do? Not what's the right thing to do? Not what do I need to start doing? That's all not enoughness. What do I naturally do that supports my clients? And then own it because people are looking for that. The way I do it is not what everybody is looking for. Some people don't want that, right? Some people do. Some people want the way you do it. Some people want the way that your competitor does it. So figure it out. (laughs) Don't get in your head about it. Just write down what the truth is. Truthfully, what are your pillars? Truthfully, how do you support clients? What's the processes? And then just talk about it. And you don't need to put this on a sales page. You don't need to document it. You don't need to say it. You don't even really need to say it. It's just for me, this is how when I say I have a private coaching spot open, it's how it goes deeper than that. I have a private coaching spot open where you're going to get direct access to somebody who has been there, done that, can tell you all the ups, all the downs, who can who can also give you options because she's very strategically experienced. <laughs> like I can own it. 
right? Or when it's a course or when there's a curriculum, it's like, I can break down the pillars. What is the curriculum? And people will say, but yeah, but what I do is not tangible. It is. One of my favorite programs that sells very well is Unwavering. And it is not tangible if you compare it to a lot of my other programs like Transparent Sales, Sign High Ticket Clients. That's tangible. Unwavering is become your most unwavering self. Of course you make more money from that. But it's an energetic concept. But I still do know what are the pillars? What has to happen to become unwavering? Those are my modules. And I'm able to really explain this is what we're changing so that you can be your most unwavering self. And just so you know, when you become your most unwavering self and mentor style, I'm like, I don't know. But for me, I started making millions of dollars. (laughs) And people suddenly start to get it, even when it's not tangible. Okay, number three, the last thing. Let's be clear, there's probably more. (laughs) But these are like, I, I just asked myself today, what is the most important thing that someone needs to hear that wants to be making more money right now? And what came through was owning it. And I was like, okay, what do they need to be owning? And it was this. So um, number three is your offer. So obviously selling, you're going to be selling an offer. And I mean, again, it all goes down to the issue is maybe you don't think your offer is good enough, or maybe you're questioning the price, you're questioning the details, or you don't know if people are going to like it if you teach it like that, or can you teach it like that? Don't you need to teach it like this? Or are they going to buy it if it's recorded calls and it's not live calls? Are they going to buy it if there's if there's not this type of access or this type of thing? Or you're wavering. It all goes down to wavering. But here's the fact of the matter, and I teach this in unwavering, is we go through an offer creation process. But once the offer is made, it's made. When you finally believe that you can't fuck it up, you you can just stop questioning. It's like, it really doesn't matter. They're going to buy it if it's recorded or if it's live. So what's A, how do you desire to do it? And B, what do you think is best for the group right now? But they're going to buy it either way. You can't, it's not like one way is going to sell more. No, it's not how it works. Or should it be 1,000 or 2,000? Well, they're going to buy it regardless. Now, and I know it might sound like the obvious answer is 2,000, but it's not. It might be but they're gonna buy it regardless. What price feels really, really good to you, right? You're wondering, are you really wondering if $2,000 is too much for them? Or are you wondering if it's too much for you? (laughs) Because if it's too much for you, then you need to charge 1,000. Now, could you do a lot of mindset work and get behind 2,000? Totally. But could that mindset work take your entire freaking launch? Which I'm sure we've all experienced, yeah. So I really like to take the path of least resistance with my offers. What feels like the most, the best way to, to deliver this content? According to my schedule, my desires, and who I'm, who I'm talking to, right? What do they not, do, what do they want? Because they want what you have to offer, but what do they need? Is sometimes live support adds so much value. And let's be honest, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it adds a lot of fluff or it's equivalent. So I just like to tune into what's what, what feels the best. Pricing, I like to take the path of least resistance. What am I behind? Because I need to stop questioning if they're gonna be behind it when I'm not even behind it. Let's be real. And I find that I'm, I move faster just taking the path of least resistance and letting myself naturally get behind bigger numbers 
than trying to force my way behind bigger numbers. So owning your offer means this is its name, this is who it's for, this is what it includes, this is the price, and I am not questioning a single detail from here on out. I'm just selling it. When I get in my head about my offer and I start to feel like I'm struggling to really own it, I just ask myself, could this offer change someone's life? And if the answer is yes, I move on. And it's always yes, because that's why I created it in the first place. If the answer is ever no, it's like, no, it's really not going to change anyone's life. It's some bullshit I threw together because I saw someone else selling something like this and it looked like it was selling well. Well, we have a whole nother issue on our hands, right? Really the issue is just you questioning it. it. That's really it. So stop questioning it. Get your journal out. Journal those things I just said. What's the offer? What's the name? Who's it for? What's it going to do? What do they get? What's the price? And go share that in a post, in an email, on stories. When you, and when you just own it, like, let's end it on this note. When you start to own it, people will feel it. And I guarantee you have felt this in someone before. It's not like you were ever maybe observing this person and thinking like, wow, they are all over the place. They're not owning it. They're not confident. You don't ever really notice that usually, unless someone is like really a hot mess, but usually that's not the case, which by the way means it's not the case for you either. People aren't looking at you thinking like, oh my God, she is a mess. But so we're not ever thinking that, but it's like, but when they do start to own it, you're like, dang, take my money. I'm in. Like you feel it. You feel the confidence. And and it's just owning it. It's kind of like faking it, except everything is not, it's not faking anything because it's like, no, that's your story. Those are your results. That is the way you work with clients. And this is your offer you're selling. You're just owning it. So on the last note, I would encourage you to, you can go one way or the other with this. I I have what I call energetic goals and owning it could be your energetic goal. There might be another word. Um, Other words for owning it might be kind of similar to like magnetism, power, confidence, um, being seen, shining, right? Or you might just call it owning it. So I'll, I'll pick a word or a really simple phrase and I'll just, it's like the word of the year but it might not. Usually my energetic goals don't feel like, I don't really do word, I just do my word right now. <laughs> my energetic goal right now. And then when it feels like it's complete and it's integrated and it's clicked in, I tune into another one. So for a lot of you, I really do believe that yours needs to be something around this. And it can be on top of any other goals. It can be on top of a New Year's resolution, but there's gonna, I just really think that'd be powerful for you. Another thing you can do, I don't usually resonate with this a ton, but you can make like an alter ego. Like who is the version of you? What's her name, right? That owns it. And then before you create your content and and, and talk about your offers and, and all of that, you can be like, okay, now I'm in. 
you know, my Sasha Fierce mode. (laughs) Um, So you can do alter ego vibes, but I really love the energetic goal vibes. And so again, it could just be owning it. It could be power. It could be confident. It could be anything. Shine. Mine was shine for a little while. I I went with that. Um, I did a lot of those as my energetic goal. You can't get it wrong. You just tune in and pick one. No matter what you call it, it's it's all this and people are going to feel it. They're going to feel it and they're going to, it's going to become so much more irresistible to buy from you, which is exactly what we want so that you can make more sales, you can make more money and they can have their life fully freaking changed because your work is so powerful and people need it. So you guys, I love you. I'll leave you with that. Thank you for being here and I'll talk to you in next week's episode. Bye guys. Real quick before you go, if this episode gave you value, got you inspired, or has you feeling more confident than ever about your big goals, can you do me a quick favor and go leave a review? It would mean the absolute world to me and it helps other powerhouse women just like you find this show, which is truly the best gift that you could ever give me. So thank you in advance for leaving a five-star review. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.